brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. politicians and politically correct assholes. PC Radio Worldwide at the PCRadioShow.com Welcome in on this Monday afternoon. Every weekday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern on iHeartRadio. Just search the station Mojo 5 Radio. Great station, by the way. Lots of good programming on Mojo 5 Radio. Also, download the OpsLens app and we're going to talk to you about why it's so important to download the OpsLens app. October 1st, Richard, is when the new community standards are going to come out for Facebook. We're going to get into that here in just a moment, but make sure that you get over there. O-P-S-L-E-N-S. Download the OpsLens app. That's where you can actually uh, view us while we do this low-budget afternoon radio show. We're uh, welcoming in, I think, probably a million listeners today on iHeartRadio. If, if the trend continued... Because when we started this program, we inherited, um, you know, like 28,000 or something like that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it's been just exponentially growing. And on Friday, we had about 785,000 listeners. So we're, we're pushing a million right now. And so we're finally getting our voice out there. And I think the reason why this is going on is, you know, obviously word of mouth. We, we do a good job of trying to trying to run a show where, you know, we're, we're, we're relentless seekers of the truth. That's what we do. And, uh, we, we will never apologize for, um, for seeking out truth and for being hard on guests. We're, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you come from. If you, uh, are talking about a story and, and I think that, you know, I don't agree, or if I think that maybe you're not being a hundred percent truthful, I'm going to ask the hard questions, Richard, because we owe that to the listeners who are really searching for truth. And the reason why we're getting that kind of listenership and social media is increasing. I mean, remember we're a show in its infantile state. We're, yes. we're a brand new show. I mean, I think we're working on our sixth week here. And so, you know, I think we have 13,000 people, maybe 14,000 on our Patreon correct uh, Facebook page um, and then not very many on Twitter because I to be honest with you until recent times I didn't understand the importance of Twitter and how they you know you can you can get a message out there pretty much unfiltered but uh, our guest coming up in the second half Lori Cooper is a woman from Columbus Ohio and she her father was a police officer in Columbus and he was shot the guy who shot him went on the lam for 44 years, and nobody was looking for this guy. He was actually arrested in different jurisdictions on multiple occasions and then not extradited back to Columbus, Ohio. The reason why he was finally ultimately arrested and held accountable for that shooting is because Lori Cooper herself tracked him down and had him arrested 
44 years afterwards. Uh, he was arrested in 2016 after Lori Cooper finally found him. The shooting happened in 1972 in Columbus, Ohio, uh, where a cop was shot and all kinds Jeez. of corruption. I was talking to her off the air. I'm telling you all kinds of corruption from uh, the, hiding the guns to a crime scene photo where the suspect, the shooter, is in the crime scene photo. But he lived. So at what point are our police officers taking crime scene photos where there's still living people laying on the ground bleeding? This is all very interesting, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get into something that's really astounding uh, with Lori Cooper. You're going to want to hear that in the second half of today's Patriotically Correct radio show. Richard, did you have a good weekend? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, excuse me, but I'm a little taken back. 44 years, somebody kills a cop and is on the run for. Didn't kill years. him. Didn't That's kill crazy. him. Just shot him. I mean, he he didn't. The the cop didn't die. Lori's dad didn't die there at the scene, uh, but he shot a cop and uh, went on the lam for 44 years. By the wow. way, he was OR'd, which for those of you who don't understand uh, court lingo, that means this guy was released on his own recognizance from jail without the requirement of bail. What cop shooter gets OR'd? Very interesting situation. Anyway, back to the weekend. Uh, did you have a good one? Yes, yes we did have a good weekend. Um, I would like also to take a second today and say happy birthday to my lovely wife. She is uh, one year younger today. So happy birthday, babe. Happy birthday, uh, Mrs. Leonard. Yes. Um, other than that, we just, uh, I don't know, yesterday we did a little bit of Sunday fun day. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm surprised I'm here without a headache yet this afternoon. Oh, yeah? You, you, uh, you <laughs> were partaking in some uh, wedding of the whistle, were you? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, we sure were. It was a great time. We did a little bit of that, too. Uh, we took the kids. So uh, somebody that my wife works with at the hospital um, has a daughter who had a birthday. And uh, so we, we went to the water park. Here's a picture of all the kids uh, at the water park. And uh, it, it really good time. What I love about these water parks is that they're, uh, they're age appropriate for, so, you know, Nolan is eight. And then um, Savannah, she was turning, she's, she's turning 10. Eli, he's, uh, he'll, uh, he'll be six in November. And then, you know, that Reagan just turned two. But even for um, teens, you know, there's just a lot of good stuff. I had a good time there. They have a bar there. And uh, that was a good time. So then, of course, we went out for to celebrate supper. We partied like some true rock stars here. And, uh, you know, we did the Italian eatery style, and uh, Savannah got embarrassed here. It was a really good time. There's me over there with my, uh, what do you call that? Uh, what do you call that Italian uh, drink that you have at the end? Uh, it's kind of a limoncello. Yes, the limoncello. There, there I am with my limoncello dessert. <laughs> Having a good time. Um, Want to get into something, and you know, we, we've been we've been talking kind of about the end of the world, uh, or at least the end of our country, yeah. and it's it's pretty depressing. I mean, we have we we have news on this show that we talk about every day, whether it be politically or as as law enforcement related, or the failure of cowardly command staffs like the one that we have here in Minneapolis, uh, Madeira Arredondo. I, I wrote an opinion article over the weekend uh, that'll be published today on that and how Madeira Arredondo is protecting only himself and his political career and uh, and not protecting the citizens of the city of Minneapolis. Uh, there's a there's a chaz zone or a chop zone or a autonomous zone, however you want to refer to it, the free state of George Floyd going on down there where people are being extorted. They're being, they're being made to pay money to avoid being assaulted or murdered just to leave their own alley, to go to work or to go grocery shopping, uh, to go to the store, to go pick up their friend. Uh, just to pull out of their own alleyway, they're being made to pay money. A business owner down there was assaulted uh, for not giving money. The guy returned then multiple times, once with uh, what appeared to be a long rifle and another time with a baseball bat. Intimidating. This is the very definition of terrorism. Terrorism is taking place on the streets of Minneapolis, and the police chief is doing nothing about it. The police want to be involved. They want to get down there, and they want they, – I mean, they're, they're cops. And 99.9% .9 of cops are in this job for the right reason. I don't care about the fake Black Lives Matter narrative about hands up, don't shoot, systemic racism, I can't breathe. Everything was founded on a lie back in Ferguson, and the Democrats – not not just Democrats. Liberal progressive radicals have jumped all over this, creating anarchy across our country. And um, it's uh, it's really something. But with the – 
with the news coming out and, and talking about this country and what a great state of desperation we're in, We've made some predictions on this show. We talked to a New York attorney last week by the name of Manny Alejandro. We briefly touched on the election and how important it's going to be for uh, the new Supreme Court justice to be confirmed prior to the election. Now, when Obama was president, there was, uh, there was a Supreme Court justice that was nominated and confirmed rather quickly. When Kavanaugh came in, the, you know, the hearings were absolutely brutal. They tried to attack him personally. It was just an absolutely ugly process. And I anticipate the same thing uh, coming up here with uh, the new Supreme Court nominee. Uh, they're going to go after her Catholicism. They're going to make uh, being a Catholic something uh, that, that she ought to be ashamed of and that the rest of the world ought to be very afraid of. They never let a crisis go to waste. Fear mongering is what liberal progressives do. And that's not going to be any different throughout these Supreme Court justice nominations. They're going to tell you that the, the president is abusing his power. Nancy Pelosi has already said that this is an abuse of power for the president to rush a nomination through like this. Well, What they're saying, her and Chuck Schumer, what they're saying is that the people ought to decide. But that's not the people's job. It's not the people's job to decide who the next SCOTUS uh, uh, nominee is. That is the job of the president. And right in the Constitution, it says that if a seat is vacated, the president shall nominate. It doesn't say that he can or that he may or that he might or that he will. It says that he shall which means that he has to. That's part of his presidential duties. And when President Trump was running, when he was candidate Trump, he made a lot of uh, campaign promises, building the wall. He's got over 300 miles built, draining the swamp. He's exposing corruption. Uh, Attorney General Barr, his whole administration exposing corruption. Uh, And then Supreme Court justices, he promised that he would appoint conservative justices to the highest court in the land, and that he has done, and then now another one who is, I don't know how they're going to tear her apart other than this Catholicism thing, which I didn't know was a high crime to be a Catholic. But right. I think the Catholic uh, you know, uh, church will come out in, in big support for her. And, um, you know, she's a mother. She's got seven kids. Two of them are adopted that happen to be black kids. Uh, she's married. She's a volunteer. She does – her rulings are all uh, – she, she loves the Constitution. She loves the United States of America. So um, he's fulfilling yet another campaign promise. On November 3rd, you will not know who the president is. Donald Trump could be winning in a landslide, both with the popular vote and the, and the electoral college. He could be winning in a, an electoral landslide, something Reagan-esque, like you've never seen. But Joe Biden will – in, in, in the prediction of Manny Alcandro, and I happen to agree with him, will refuse to concede. And there are inside sources within the government who have talked to Manny Alcandro who say that this is what's going to happen, that he'll refuse to concede. So then what happens is, like Manny says, we have a constitutional crisis. Because if we don't have a president elected or officially named by, what is Inauguration Day, January 20th. 20th, yeah then we have to have an interim president, which at that point in a constitutional crisis would be Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. And that's a disaster. We've also predicted more disasters are going to happen. If you think that the civil unrest and the rioting and the burning and everything that we're dealing with now is is something to reckon with, the prediction by somebody that I know inside of a three-letter agency that works intelligence and law enforcement with the federal government says that we are at a one now and are going to be at a 10 as relates to rioting, burning, civil unrest, assaulting, killing, shooting, things like that on the streets of America. That it's going to be something like we have never, ever seen before. And so we're not going to know who our president is. Anarchy is going to be going nuts. It's my prediction that the Insurrection Act will be activated by the president on Election Day. The tanks will roll right down the streets of America. This is third world country type stuff. And uh, it's Richard, we're we're right at the brink. We're at this apex. And I've been saying that the apex of something so horrific and whether it's civil war or which is basically what this is going to be. But in the midst of all of it, we're not going to have a duly elected president. That is a very uh, it's a very scary thought. Um, Nancy Pelosi in the in the Oval Office would be an absolute absolute disaster. The people of the United States elected 
a conservative president based on these promises. The people of the United States elected a majority Republican Senate. The Senate confirms these Supreme Court nominees. It's their job. So the American people to answer Chuck Schumer and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Nancy Pelosi to answer that that philosophical, whacked out, weird viewpoint that the people are supposed to decide who the next SCOTUS is. We did. We did that by trusting a majority Republican Senate who confirms the nominee that the president of the United States, who was duly elected by the American people and the Electoral College, chose to put in there who shall make this appointment. And so I'm really glad to hear uh, that Judge Coney Barrett was was nominated on Saturday. Uh, I think she's perfect. I think that, that it's exactly what the country needs. And now the liberal progressives are talking about packing the court and uh, expanding it from a nine-member court to a 16-member court and packing it and, and uh, throwing it. And just like we see with the elections, they tried to cheat. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Him out of his presidency with this fake impeachment BS story that they ran, the Mueller investigation. Now we're finding out that the Mueller people, 24 of them, uh, wiped their phones completely clean. The, the swamp of corruption is just absolutely out of control, and it's, it's being put right before your face. Where's Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden, is, it's just been exposed that it wasn't just $3.5 million, but that now it's it's much, much more money than that. He was aboard Air Force Two, his father's plane, actually check that, the people's plane, Air Force Two, while his father was the vice president of our country and flew over to China and got money from China. He went to Moscow and received three and a half million dollars from the husband of the mayor of Moscow. This is a big deal. The story is not all over the media. Can you imagine if Hunter's last name were Trump? This would be the biggest story that you have ever heard in your life. But they would would rather the country. They would absolutely shut down the country. But the thing is, is that the mainstream media is so obviously in the tank for these radical progressives that the media has become a propaganda machine and is completely corrupt. Completely 100,000% corrupt. The proof is in the pudding. It's right before your face every single day. And I don't know how anybody can vote for this guy. I don't. I just don't understand what the what the what the end game is. That they have this idea that the American people are so stupid, idiotic that nobody's ever going to catch up to this. And then and then what? When they do get caught, who's gonna who's gonna actually do something about it? Maybe they're maybe it's them calling the country's bluff. Nanny nana boo boo, we're doing all this corrupt shit. And nobody's ever going to do anything about it. So the end that game, begs the question, who is responsible for doing something about it? Socialism, communism, fascism, that is the end game. They hate America. They, they hate the way that it's founded. They, they, they want to well, be in 100% control, okay? Well, then pack people, your bags and leave. A, Go somewhere you can do that. They, they won't do that, though, Richard. And they threaten to do that because they, they think it's going to get the attention of their base. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. You know, all of these uh, Hollywood elitists. Right. Justin Bieber, Whoopi Goldberg. Remember who, by the way, was kissing Donald Trump on the lips on The View prior to his announcement that he was going to run as the president of the United States. Remember Whoopi Goldberg? that he was he was their best friends. Hollywood elitists, Democrats, yeah, he, has money. he was their best friend and he was just so noble and so charitable and, and uh, such a good business owner. And he employed all these minority people and non-white people. And 
He was a, a steward of New York. And now the enemy of my enemy is my friend. As Michael Moore stated, the media created him. Thank you, media. Right here in Minneapolis, we have corruption is being exposed now by Project Veritas. Over the weekend, a drop that was highly anticipated came from uh, Project Veritas Twitter. That's uh, at Project underscore Veritas. And here is what's going on with Ilhan Omar. Oops, nope, that's not what's going on with Ilhan Omar. That's, I hope not. That's us party. Yeah, I wasn't there with her. Uh, we, weren't doing, <laughs> we weren't doing limoncello shots together. This is what's going on with Ilhan Omar. Here in downtown Minneapolis at the scene of the crime, the person you're about to meet, Liban Mohammed, a.k.a. King Liban One, boasts about the hundreds of absentee ballots in his car. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. What did they get? absent ballot? There was video, you can see the video, there was a video out and about that he has the ballots in his car. Right. And talking about the only way you can win is with money. I was looking at them and they were not filled. They were blank. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? People who work with, like, Ilhan Omar. Where do they pay the money? The, the minute we sign the thing, the election, that's what you can pay. Money is everything. Money is the key in this world. If you ain't got money, you should, you should not be here, period. Because that's At the end of this street, yes. there's three towers called one tower. Okay. And it's all seniors, and they took every ballot. Every ballot. They're just every single from ballot. They knock on the door and say, your ballots come, give it to me, give it to me. They don't even pay them for it. They just take it. No. And the ones that didn't vote on ballots, the young people and the women and stuff, they were paying cash, cash, cash. They were carrying bags of money the last one week here to, to, to drive people. So there's a vested interest, but we are victims of the system. They don't give a shit about any money. Two in the morning, still hustling. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? People who work uh, with, like, Ilhan Omar and other candidates who work for them. They came to us to our apartments. They tell us that this year you're going to go to the White House. You don't go nowhere, you stay home, we will tell you to fill out absentee ballot. When it comes, we'll come and get it. You just don't go nowhere, you stay here. We say fill out for us. Wow. Bone chilling, unbelievable, earth shattering news and uh, investigative report there by Project Veritas exposing the corruption uh, with with uh, ballot harvesting and cash for ballots. They're intimidating elderly people at the Cedar Riverside neighborhood and say they're taking they're stealing their ballots and then they're filling them out and then they're selling them to candidates like Ilhan Omar and others that work for Ilhan Omar that so that people can fake vote for her uh this is how people's dogs and cats cast votes for for you know uh presidents of the united states ruth bader ginsburg will probably vote for president biden uh for vice vice president biden i mean dead people uh people with stolen social security numbers and then people that are still alive that don't have a choice because they're being intimidated and Mm -hmm. um like like she said here, they don't give a shit about the Somalis. They don't care. And so they don't even care for them their own selves. What they care about is power. Power and control and compliance. And this is never going to be a story, and here's why. Because James O'Keefe will be discredited because he has some history of arrest and some history of breaking fake news in the past. So this is never going to go anywhere, even though he has people on the street he has proof. He has a, he has photojournalism. He has video. He has video of this guy holding the ballots in the car, showing it right here on his Twitter account, showing these people holding these ballots and and telling you exactly what's going on. But it'll never be picked up because what they'll do is they'll try to discredit O'Keefe, just like they're going to try to discredit the new Supreme Court nominee, just like they tried to discredit. President Trump for the last three and a half years or almost four years now, like they've tried to discredit any Republican or conservative that has any any evidence of corruption whatsoever. The immediate thing that they do is try to discredit the source.
it's really sad, man. It's really sad that our country has gotten to this point. And it drives me absolutely bonkers. Uh, and it seems like there's not a whole lot anybody can do about it. I mean, we can talk about it on this radio show, right, and try to build awareness and, and get the story out to as many people who that, that care to listen to us. Um, and that's great. You know, uh, uh, building awareness is a, is a huge way to combat any kind of wrongdoing. But at the end of the day, who's going to do something about that? Who's going to go find this King Jahab or whatever the hell his name is and stop him from doing what he's doing? There is a war on conservatives. There is a war on freedom. There is a war on our country. There is a war on cops. Uh, legitimized by a message that I got from one of our listeners over the weekend. Check this You're out. You're playing Roblox, mm-hmm. which is a kid's game, mm-hmm. which is obstacle courses that you have to go through, right? Uh-huh. And this is a new one that came up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So explain what you have to do. And you have to jump on the dead cops. You have to jump on dead cops to get through the obstacle course. And here she is playing the game, showing the dead cops laying there. All right. Okay. I just wanted you to show this part real quick. Stop playing it. You're not allowed to play that one, okay? <sighs> this is the state of our country. Cops are being villainized. They're, they're celebrating the death of police officers. They're shooting at cops in broad daylight. Cops are not allowed to patrol the streets of specific areas because of political agendas. Uh, it's just... Ballots are being harvested. Cash for ballots. Corruption with Hunter Biden. These should be the big stories, but they're not. Because the media is complicit in the war. We will not have a president on November 3rd. The violence, the destruction, the chaos that you're going to see on the streets of America and the cancel culture is going to come after people just like you and I, Richard, for trying to expose any of this. On October 1st, Facebook will release its new... Community standards. It's my prediction that those standards will mean that anything that is pro-Trump or anything that is anti-Biden will get you immediately banned from Facebook. And this will, this will continue throughout the rest of our future. So we have three days left on Facebook. Twitter will be right behind them. Instagram will be right behind them. Google is already on board. It's where we are in America today. Coming up in the second half, we're going to have Lori Cooper... She single-handedly tracked down the man who shot her father, who was a police officer in Columbus, Ohio. And there's all kinds of corruption underlying there as well. PC Radio, more patriotically correct radio right after this. Don't go anywhere. My name is Stu. That guy is Richard. Hang out with us. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. This is Defenders Live. Woman uses circular saw to cut off her own hand and attempt to commit a million dollar insurance fraud. Call her lefty. Is that is that what Willie Nelson and Judges were thinking about? I don't know, maybe so. Poor lady's piano career's over. I'm terribly stumped about this. I just can't. That's just I, she's got a pretty mean right hook. I don't know, can you imagine getting hit by that little stump? Because then if you get tapped on the nose with that little nub, no matter who you are, you're gonna be as the person being hit, you're gonna be like, Oh god, it touched me. It touched my face. Oh, God! You're, you're automatically going to be disarmed because... Disarm! Unhand that woman! <laughs> Don't say nothing. I can handle this myself. Oh, I'm done. No, we're done. We're done. We're not doing it anymore. No, we can't. You're welcome. I could do this all day. Defenders Live. Weeknights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Mojo five zero. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. I love America. 
pumpkin pride roasters in the morning, it really gets me off to work. Oh, oh, uh, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Twitter blew up more offensive than a presidential tweet. Russia, China, Japan, Mexico, all countries will respect us far more, far more than they do under past administrations. PC Radio with Stu and Rich. Mojo 5 Radio. Welcome back to our almost million listeners on iHeartRadio. We just love having you here every afternoon, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Mojo 5 Radio, that is the station that you want to search if you're listening to us on the air. Uh, also, the podcast available on iHeartRadio if you miss uh, if, you, if you're one of those unfortunate people that is addicted to the program but you just can't break away at that 5pm Eastern hour to listen to us uh, fear no more, fear no longer Richard, uh, just go to iHeartRadio and search the Patriotically Correct Radio Show also download the uh, Opsalens app we were talking about Facebook going away here in just a few days, October 1st if you speak anything pro-Trump or anti it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Biden, you will be banned. I'm, I'm guessing that that's going to be what the new community standards are. And um, we're, we're already seeing changes in Facebook. For example, if one of our shows, you really got to send a segment of it to one of your friends and go, oh, my God, listen to this. You're wrong, man. Listen to Stu and Rich. They were right. And you go to try to send it to all your friends. You can't. You can only send it to five people. Facebook very quietly did that inside of Messenger a couple of weeks ago. Don't take my word for it. Test it out yourself. You can only share things. So they're saying, look, we're not going to silence you. You can say whatever you want to say, but we're only going to allow you to say it to five people. So the communism, the fascism, the socialism is here. We didn't vote for it, but it is here. It's taking over. 1A is going away. They're attacking your Second Amendment right. They want to disarm you. They want to create chaos. They want to burn the streets. They're not going to give you the president that you elect. They're going to delay the Supreme Court justice nomination that you voted a president who shall make the nomination. They're, gonna, they're going to deny you the right to have that Supreme Court justice, even though you put a majority Republican Senate in there, because you know that the president shall nominate and the Senate will confirm, shall confirm said nominee, and they're going to deny you of all of that. Your vote means nothing anymore, and just in case a vote does matter, right here on the streets of Minneapolis, we have Ilhan Omar exchanging cash for ballots, stealing ballots, and uh, corruption all over the place that the mainstream media will not touch. Speaking of corruption, on the phone with us for the second half, I want to get right into this. Lori Cooper is on the phone. In 1972, her father, who was a police officer in Columbus, Ohio, was shot. On the lamb went the shooter for 44 years until Lori Cooper tracked him down herself. She is authoring a book called The Sound of Silence to talk about that, and she's going to talk about it right here on PC Radio. Welcome, Lori Cooper, to Patriotically Correct. It's great to have you here this afternoon. Oh, my gosh, it's great to be here with you. And, Rich, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so um, your, your story is, is somewhat, it's not somewhat, it's, it's incredibly interesting. You began your pursuit of this career criminal, and in May of 2016, you were successful in finding him. His family Correct. are members of the organized crime syndicate of the Hells Angels called 81 World and members of an extremist organization who are white supremacists. Take us back to 1972. Let's just start with the beginning of this thing. Uh, your dad responds to a call. Just, just go ahead and take us through it. Oh, sure, absolutely. So there was a relatively new subdivision that had been built on our city's southeast side, uh, full of really nice, hardworking, middle-class folks, and there had been uh, a rash of burglaries that had been going on 
in the neighborhood, and my dad and his partner happened to be, oh, about 20 minutes away from this particular housing development, uh, but their sergeant and lieutenant called for all officers to report to the neighborhood. The interesting thing about it was that there was only one way in and one way out, and because these guys were continuing to commit one burglary after another, some of which were home invasions, the brass knew that, you know, these guys were likely to be caught. And, in fact, my dad and his partner, when they arrived, interrupted two of these three men in the commission of committing um, yet a, a, another attempted uh, B&E. And in the process, my father was shot. He returned fire and um, then began the whole journey through of, you know, the guy getting, um, well, indicted. All three of these men, by the way, were indicted on 14 felony counts. Um, the accomplices, accomplice number two and three, were given bonds um, that they couldn't make, so they sat in the county jail, and then they pled out on some of the 14 um, felony counts, and one of them was sentenced to eight years in Ohio's then maximum security prison, and the other one, who was uh, basically like the lookout guy, he was sentenced to 38 months, but the ringleader who shot my father was given an OR bond. And so he was released on his own recognizance. And, you know, even though he was given an OR bond, which I, I, I've yet to be able to find anybody that shoots a cop, commits seven home invasions, three residential burglaries, and, and more failed attempts at B&Es, um, who has ever gotten an OR bond? Richard and I but hunt uh, given... violent offenders every single day, and we, Richard, exactly. have seen this. Uh, we, we we have seen people be extradited. Recently, we went down to Waseca, Minnesota, and arrested somebody who was then held for extradition to Missouri for trafficking um, for trafficking meth. So yeah. she didn't shoot a cop. Uh, but they, they wanted her. They came and got her. They had no problems coming to get something. And we see that all the time. This guy shot your father, who was a cop, in the line of duty Correct. and gets released on his own Correct. recognizance. Okay, and then the story continues. So then this guy goes on the land. The, the story continues. Right. He goes on the land because, you know, you guys know that even with an OR bond, there are conditions. You have to report in. You have to report your whereabouts. You have to give addresses. You know, it's, you have to appear in court, Right. He did none of the above. And so um, when he was scheduled to appear in court here in Columbus and he failed to do so, there was a warrant issued for his arrest for failure to appear. And so that warrant lingered for 44 years, which is what I found then in May of 2016. But I was trying to kind of build my case a little bit before I went to the prosecutor because it had been 44 years, and I wanted, you know, a really solid case to present mm -hmm. so that they couldn't tell me no. And so I gathered some more records and some more information. Um, I found him and, of course, his, um, you know, racist, you know, hate-mongering uh, Charles Manson-related family. And um, I took my case to the prosecutor, and he agreed to try to adjudicate it. They're actually related cry, to Charles Manson. They're actually like blood relation to this guy, Charles Manson, this family. Correct, okay. correct. And they wear him all over their bodies in tattoos. I mean, like they have wow. sleeves of, yeah, Manson, you know. Um, they have, you know, tats of, uh, you know, the one and then the percent symbol behind to represent, you know, their white supremacist, you know, um, attachment. They have 81 World tattooed all over them. The Hell's Angels. I mean, these are just lovely people, right? So, um, in any event, we go to court. Um, a judge says, well, you know what? This guy was, you know, basically apprehended by two different states in the 1970s after he shot your father. Um, once in Kentucky, two years later, and Ohio went and got an, a, a governor's extradition warrant to go pick him up, and then that got squashed. And then again, 
1978, he gets apprehended in Connecticut, and Connecticut says, okay, Ohio, you have to wait because he's committed more residential burglaries here, and he's victimized, you know, our citizens, and we're going to prosecute him, and when we're done with him, and he served his time, you can come and collect him then. Well, by the time that he did his two and a half years in, in Connecticut, Ohio dropped the ball, didn't give two hoots about pursuing him, and just let him go. And he wound up going up the eastern seaboard and kind of um, flew under the radar in a little town called Warwick, Rhode Island, for many, many, many years until he wound up, you know, they always come back to where they, 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 you know, came from. So he came back to Dayton, Ohio, which is where he um, originated from. And uh, that's where I found him. So here's the, here's the interesting thing. Sue and I have talked many times at length in the journeys of our, um, and the, you know, going about our journey of apprehending wanted people. And what we found is, and you're right, Lori, people always come back to mama. They come back to uh-huh. their current ex or their their brother's girlfriend, whoever whoever the girl is that they're exactly. after. Baby mama. And they, and they always come home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, right, and they do. So it's, it's they very do. interesting and that's how I found that him. you found him there back at the scene of the original crime, or at least in the vicinity. Of, Correct. Uh, what, how Correct. did you, so what led you uh, to him? What was the, the thing that, you know, oh, Stu, maybe we should be hiring thing. Lori to help us Right, out I was going to ask her at the end of the segment if she wants a job. We're, 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 we're interested. <laughs> oh, I was, I, li- listen, I'm really not at all bad at this, you guys. Um, <laughs> Clearly. So what led, yeah, thanks. So what led me to this was, you know, certain um, or were certain little um, subtle hints that my dad had dropped that made me know when I was nine years old and he was 29 and he was shot in the line of duty that something just wasn't right about that night, okay? Not because he didn't do his job the right way. We got, um, I don't know, at least a dozen cards and thank you letters from the residents of this neighborhood two of whom I keep in touch with you guys, I am friends with and talk with regularly, one of whom I just spoke with for two hours yesterday. Um, These were people that, you know, again, were, you know, beautiful people. So um, in any event, um, I just, I just knew there there was something that wasn't right based on some subtleties that were dropped. And so I began, you know, looking into records. And when I contacted the Columbus Division of Police, they sent me three records. Three records. And they said, well, you know, three records. They said all the rest of them, you know, based on records retention schedules. Now, how bureaucratic is that? Um, this is all we have. The rest have been destroyed. And I said, wait a minute, this case was never solved, resolved, um, n- never adjudicated. What do you mean destroyed? But, but the interesting part about those three records is that one of them was the warrant. It was the KPS for his, the, the suspect's failure to appear. And so I thought, bingo, at least, you know, if I were only going to get three records, I at least got the arrest warrant, right? So I made some phone calls to determine whether or not that warrant was still active and good. And I, I found out that it had not been nollied by any assistant prosecutor or by the prosecutor's office. And so then we were able to go forward. But, but again, a judge decided that, you know, because Ohio had failed in two attempts to apprehend this, this man, that his constitutional right to a speedy trial had been violated. And so, therefore, we, we lost the case. On the phone with us right now, Laurie um, Cooper. That- she is uh, authoring a book, The Sound of Silence. It's all about this case. Uh, 1972, this guy. What's his name again? What's the, what's the suspect's name? Charles Hayes. 
Charles Edward Hayes, and that's H-A-Y-S. We're going to talk about the importance of that is because uh, a, a couple of times when he was arrested, he had he had put a vowel in. So this is like before APHIS and before, you know, this fingerprinting right. where immediately somebody right. is recognized and all the systems are computerized. And it was H-A-Y-E-S exactly. is what he gave authorities. Uh, and she's talking That's to exactly us about right. this. And, and when we were talking off the air, uh, when we first found each other and I said, my God, I got to have you on the program to talk about this. We started talking about some corruption and you have yes. some some corruption that you exposed with some high-ranking people at the Bureau of Columbus Police. Is that correct? Yes. Where do you want me to start with that? Well, um, so after we lost the case, I, I know where to start. After we lost the case in court, the prosecutor recommended to me, because we had not acquired all records, we had not acquired any crime scene photos, that I go to the chief of police and ask her, her at the time, I only have a new chief now, um, and the FBI has been here and dismantled our whole vice unit. We've had all kinds of corruption going on here. But ask, you know, or suggested rather that I ask the chief of police if she would be willing to have someone assigned to me to work with me to help me perhaps find some of those missing records and crime scene photos and whatnot. So I was assigned to a high-ranking commander and um, he wound up, um, you know, not being forthright, honest. He altered um, a critical crime scene photo and um, was able to somehow or another block, or excuse me, before he blocked my ability to forward any of my emails that he sent to me, he had the ability to receive a copy of every um, email that he had ever sent to me that I forwarded to anybody. So if he sent me something and I forwarded it to, let's say, another law enforcement officer somewhere in the country, because I, I did, I forwarded a crime scene photo to a half a dozen officers across the country to get an objective opinion about this particular photo because it just didn't look right to me. And, and I you, was told you, by all six officers that it had been staged. Okay, so this has um, been an altered so, photo. That's, that's really important. Exactly. I want everybody to understand what Lori is saying here. A high-ranking Columbus, Ohio police administrator altered a crime scene photograph. What do you Correct. suppose his motive was? I, you know, that's, I, I can't figure some of these things out, Stu, Rich. I mean, there are several $64,000 questions and still some underlying mysteries. You know, that is one of them. Two, I have acquired more records um, and have been told that I have everything now except the, the, the most convenient record that is missing, you guys, the ballistics report. So I have nothing oh. to show as to, you know, who shot whom with whose gun. What about the guns? Um, we don't have, nobody has been able to find the gun. Okay. Okay. So hold on a second here. Nobody can were, find the gun of Hayes, and nobody can find your father's no, gun. No. Nor can they find the twenty-five that was on the person of accomplice number two. So we're talking about three mm-hmm. guns that ostensibly were bagged and placed in the property room for a trial, which did not take place. And if somebody. Um, like a high-ranking, um, you know, Columbus police official or somebody in the prosecutor's office decided to get rid of the evidence. There's a record that's supposed to be created where guns are concerned when they go to the oven and they get burned. And we don't have that record that shows that they went to the oven. We don't have any record that says where they went anywhere, okay? It's just like they disappeared into thin air. So that is yet another mystery. And then... You know, also, I wound up with some documents that had original signatures on them of our then-elected prosecutor in 1972, who later became a federal judge. Um, I, because the, the, the high-ranking commander, um, for all practical purposes, I do not trust and um, am a little fearful of, though I don't like to make that admission at all, um, I um, put 
stuff out on social media to protect myself. And yeah. when I ran across some documents with original signatures of our then prosecuting attorney who later became a federally appointed judge, another current presiding sitting common police court judge who, you know, um, tries cases of murderers and multiple, you know, felon, you know, felons, I mean, the worst of the worst, came over to my house under the guise of wanting to help me, you know, fill in some of these holes, was here for three hours and ten minutes, and I recognized that he was really only here to ascertain what I had against his fellow judge. I want to stop you right there. Um, uh, just hold on one second. Okay. I want everybody to understand sure. the magnitude of this, okay? And this is the first time I believe that you're publicly talking Oops. about this particular visit. But the, the magnitude of this, and, and I understand your apprehension of, of not previously releasing this information or talking about it in any of the other interviews that you've done, and I appreciate you wanting to get real candid here. And uh, truth be told, we probably won't have to worry about you. Probably You'll, you'll, you'll have a lot more to worry about upcoming than retaliation from from this judge and we're not going to ask you to name this judge's name but a district court judge currently presiding over capital murder cases and other multiple felony crimes against persons serious offenders showed up at your house and spent three over three hours at your home convincing you that he was there to help you and then, hold on a second, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Okay. He rifles through <laughs> right. your stuff. He wants to know all of the things that you have because he's telling you that he's going to help you, right? And exactly. then, before he leaves, he does what? Well, he asked for my Wi-Fi sign-on and password um, under the pretense that he, you know, was looking up records, you know, and that kind of thing, all right? And like an idiot, I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. But what he said also, and I'll get back to that in a second, but what he also said was, you know, you are never to utter my name. I, ha- I was never here. You are never to tell anybody about any of this. And after he left, I was so numb that I thought to myself, or else what? Are you going to kill me? Right. I mean, or else what? When somebody says something like that, what is the logical question to ask afterwards? Or else what? Right? Um, yeah. And so, like, 36 hours goes by, and I'm still walking around, like, in a daze, thinking, what the hell just happened here, okay? And so, I go to my significant other, and I say, you know what? I gave him the the sign-on, okay? I gave him our password. And he says, oh, my God. So he looks and he sees, because he has everything labeled, he looks and he sees there's this suspicious device on our Wi-Fi that's just labeled electronic device. We have everything specifically labeled. I mean, specific, okay? Um, Lori's, you know, Android, Lori's laptop, Lori's desktop, et cetera, okay? And um, so he says, oh, my God, Um, there's something on our our Wi-Fi. He's planted something. So I said, change our, our name and password. And when he did, Rich, Stu, everything blew up. My phone blew up. Rob's blew up, our TVs, our cable blew up, our internet blew up, our landline blew up, everything blew up. I had to go next door to our neighbor's house to use the phone to call AT&T to ask them to please send a technician out because we had no services. And the tech came to my door afterwards and also said that there was some suspicious device on the top of the the pole that did not belong to them. He didn't say what. On top of the pole outside? I'm, the, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yes. And so the long and short of it is, is that there was something that did not belong to them either that was on the pole. So long story short, I don't know what happened there, you guys, um, but something did. You know, I mean, anybody should be able to go in and change their Wi-Fi name and password without everything yep. blowing up. 
Wow. So not only that did is... they get threatened, not only did they get threatened, but that also happens. And so, you know, I, I've been apprehensive to say, you know, anything to anybody, but I think that it's a good idea that I put it out there because, you know, my father, when I was a little girl, used to say, you know, whenever you ruffle the feathers of, you know, public officials in this city, you can literally wind up, you know, being pulled over and, um, you know, finding out that drugs have been planted in your car. And so I'm, you know, I've been constantly since he was here looking in the rearview mirror, you know, literally. Mm -hmm. And then I find out that, you know, 45 days after he was here, the um, prosecuting attorney on my dad's case in the 70s who became a federally appointed judge mysteriously died. Anyway. Any connections to the Clintons at all? I mean, uh... <laughs> well, and the same with the CSU um, in, in, in investigator. When I it took me two years to find him because he had been altered out of that photo that I referred to earlier. Guess what? I talked to him. I finally find him in April of 2019. In July of 2019, he's dead. So the crime scene unit There's investigator no was, was taken no, away. No from, obituary. No service. He was, no nothing. He was taken out of a picture. That's that's how the picture was altered. Also, yes, something yes, that you mentioned to me. Yes, um, he was taken out. Prior to mm-hmm. coming on the show, something else that you mentioned to me is the body of Hayes was in the crime scene yeah. picture. This is a guy who lived. He, He's laying on the ground. Absolutely. And crime scene is uh, already absolutely. there taking pictures uh, well, there's a living guy on the ground. That, that that doesn't really seem like it matches, Richard, with police protocol, at least not the ones that we're familiar with. Yeah, I think that well, there, here's the other thing. there certainly is treachery afoot. Uh, I mean, that's complete. What, yeah, you, you, you ahead, guys, Larry. I think that they took that photo because they thought, well, there was an order by the sergeant, an order by the lieutenant. Nobody is to render aid to him, transport him, touch him etc okay and i think they believed that that photo was going to be of a dead suspect not a suspect who lived you know and they worked all around him in that photo that i saw that was altered with their tape measure diagramming their scene um etc they left him lying on the ground all right here goes here goes the conspiracy theorist in me and uh, you got to forgive me because yeah, I, I was this just is, having one myself. And it's just Monday, and I'm already going down this road. And by the way, I like the You're word. I, I like the word, Richard. Afoot. I have not heard that for quite a while, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that. a good that, one. That, yeah. That's a good one. There's treachery afoot. Uh, well, you know what? I believe yes. there is definitely something afoot here, and afoot ought to be up the ass of uh, these investigators. By the way, but what I'm going to say here is, if they were taking pictures of a guy that they thought was going to be dead. And an order was given, or the, the dialogue was had that nobody is to render aid to this guy. Uh, the assumption would be made that, look, we, we want this guy to die. Then, when he, doesn't, when he doesn't die, and he goes on the lam for 44 years, he's apprehended twice in other states and not brought back. This is, this is a case that they didn't want to touch. This, this guy was better either dead or gone. But not in a courtroom, and not where facts could be could be made available, and not where pictures could be exposed, and not where forensic evidence could come to light, and not where a trial could be had where somebody could speak on his behalf or where he himself could speak, which tells me this guy, other than just Charles Edward Hayes, who is he really? Because if they're I don't know willing to protect him like this. Uh, you know, it's, it's like Epstein, right? He's, he's better off yeah. dead for certain people than he is alive and able to talk. And uh, when he was gone and he was changing his name and, you know, you go get a governor's warrant, Richard, you and I know that that takes quite a bit of effort and it's not something that happens overnight. It could take up to 60 days for a governor to sign a warrant in some cases. Even when you have a child rapist that, that jumps across to Mexico, a case that we personally dealt with, getting a governor's warrant can take a very long time, a lot of effort put into that. And then to make this guy disappear like that, the story continues. Lori Cooper is going to be uh, finishing up her writings and she is authoring the book, The Sound of Silence. She tra- 
track down a suspect amid corruption after 44 years of a guy going on the lam after shooting her father, who was a police officer in Columbus, Ohio, in the line of duty. Lori, uh, I can't thank you enough for being on the program, and I, I would like you to come back after this book is released to talk more about where people can get it and also to continue this discussion about corruption, but you know how this radio thing goes. we got to pay some bills, and I'm up against a hard clock. So, uh, Absolutely. I, I gotta, thank you so much for having me, and I would love to come back. I love your show. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, we appreciate that very much. Richard, your final words thank for the you. day. Check out Lori's book when it comes out, and happy birthday, babe. I love you. Oh, that is so nice. I don't even have time to go through it. More PC Radio right here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. See you later. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.